Good afternoon, Meat Suits. Welcome back to Read It and Weep. We are a podcast about moving books and TV. Um, moving books and TV. You get it? It's like movies. Do you want to say it again, but like say the moving and the place where it's supposed to be in the, in the line? Oh. And I, are you afraid that people are going to think we're a podcast about like emotionally devastating books and movies? Oh, you're right. You're right. Can we try it again? We are a good podcast about books, moving, and TV. There we go. That works better. You're right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Bad, um, bad books yeah. and moving. And moving. Yeah, I didn't want people to think we were going to be talking about like Schindler's List today. You know what I mean? Oh like, man, yeah. yeah. Just uh, <laughs> this is going to be an emotionally raw episode. We all just got done crying, and now we're going to talk about... Uh, no, actually, we're talking about uh, also um, a subject that is um, maybe more physically than emotionally exhausting. Um, I think everything. It's all it's all, yeah. it's on the same pile of stuff, right? We're big. So we're back, you guys. We've been gone for a couple weeks. Um, I was, as I had mentioned before, we'd been doing uh, um, movies about Los Angeles because I w- was moving to Los Angeles, and then all of a sudden, we fell off the map for two weeks. And I'm sure you figured this out, but it's because I was moving to Los Angeles, and now I'm in Los Angeles... Um, my name is Alex Falcone. I'm the host of the show, and uh, we're going to talk about that experience as well as other similar experiences. Um, and we have this is our um, this is our core. This is like if you simmered the show as a sauce down, you'd just get the three With of a us. Reduction. This we are yeah exactly. We are a pod reduction. Um, uh, I'm Alex. Joining me in Northeast Portland, it is Mr. Anthony Lopez. So glad you remembered us, little people, Alex, up in LA, down in LA. Uh, nice to hear from you, buddy. Yeah, and also joining yeah. us from Northern California, um, who uh, was nice enough to put me up halfway down on the drive. Uh, it's Mr. Ezra Fox. I will always put you up halfway down. I guess it almost sounded like you put me down, which would be really sad. Um, I thought it was. I wasn't sure of the sex pun, but I felt like there was a double entendre there. Oh no, no! I thought understand. you were euthanizing me. That's what I oh. felt when I said it. Putting you up halfway down? Yeah. I don't know. It's just, maybe it's a country song. <laughs> <laughs> I actually you do know, think like, halfway down is already halfway a song. Halfway down. Um, yeah, so we, uh, uh, I'm here. I did it. I made it. And so instead of watching a movie about Los Angeles, we'll get back to that. We have a couple more movies about LA, and then we have um, some some really exciting stuff in the in the new decade. Oh, man. Um, we got some new stuff coming in the new decade that we'll keep talking about. But before we did that, we wanted to take a second and just review the act of moving. Over the summer, we did a bunch of Summer of Fun episodes where we reviewed human experiences. And uh, this this time, it's less fun, but a, still a, a very human experience. Um, and uh, this, is the, yeah, this is a fall of... Uh... <laughs> I don't know if that works as well as a like hashtag, but I do like fall of... Uh... <laughs> I think there's a lot of question marks in terms of how you're going to spell that. Uh... Yeah, right? <laughs> People aren't going to guess right. It is truly the most universal of experience because everybody has moved. I you know? so I even even I, we, we all we all start in nice warm uh, belly apartments. Oh, oh and that's a, true. Eventually, yeah. we we're went from a one bedroom goo. Yeah, and then bed life is just one moving trip after another after another. You it know? is universal in that sense, but also I think um, the. I, I was one of the things I was experiencing was just how stratified I think moving probably is by by budget. How like how different the experience can be depending on how much money you have, which is like everything. But yeah. uh, I think that the experience, like for example, of driving a U-Haul, probably not universal. There are probably a lot of people uh, who could just have someone else move your stuff. 
Hey, hey, Alex, this feels like an important thing to, to call out right now. Yes. But did you actually press record on Zencaster? Oh, no, I didn't. But I did record on mine, which is our primary. So I'm going to hit record on our backup here. Thank you. Might you. as well. I appreciate yeah. it. I keep forgetting to do that. All right. All right. I'm gonna, now I'm going to make a note to myself to cut this part. Yep. Uh, keep it in. Double it. <laughs> Stretch it out. Yeah. Uh, Loop it. <laughs> uh, all right. Um, so, also, uh, Anthony, you moved in the last year. Yes, I've been here for about five, six months. And as uh, you moved, so. was it two years ago now? One year ago. One year ago. Yeah. Okay, so this is this is perfect. This is within the last year for everybody. Um, so, uh, yeah, that's what that's what we're gonna do. We're gonna talk about moving. So let's let's get into it. Um, uh, let's start with a compliment. Let us let's dig deep. Um, and for one of the last times this season, let's come up with a compliment spice latte for the act of moving. Um, um, Ezra, can I do a, a compliment uh, peppermint mocha instead? Yeah, I think actually, kind of I, I believe enough. probably uh, um, the spice is gone. So, I, um, yeah, actually, compliment already. Compliment. Oh yeah, compliment. Yeah. Latte. Okay, great. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, so when he starts out with your compliment latte, I l- I really like a themed playlist, and I find Ooh. that the the moving playlists are actually I think like kind of like oddly emotionally affecting sometimes. Um, a very moving playlist. Yeah, well, so you know they're, they're necessarily moving, and they're the most moving. We won't dwell on this moving, moving thing that much. You anymore. don't think? Uh, I, think, I we, think that's a terrible right. prediction. It's right. odds okay. are we will dwell we on make, it. We make no promises. <laughs> uh, but but yeah, I mean, right? You get like closing time. You get like uh, like true. David Bowie like changes. There's like just lots of things where it's like you're just trying to like capture this moment where it's like you know things are gonna be different. You get as Tupac as, like, Shakur's changes. Yeah. Yes, so many different ch- changes songs. Actually, I did. So I, I, I should say I did have a, um, a diaper themed playlist before, which is all change based specifically. <laughs> I'm not kidding about this. One. Oh, that's so uh, wait, fun. I, I tap out at those two changes. What else do you have? Can you give me just a few more. Yeah. Was it a change is going to come? I think was one of them. Oh, yeah. yeah um, the um, Yeah. The old old uh, the folk Cook. song. Mm hmm. Um. Uh, yeah, there's the Taylor Taylor Swift song "Change." Okay. Um, um, and I think I think there's a Dispatch song that talked about like two coins, and that's like literal change. I thought I think that was relevant for me. Um, anyway, there's lots of change-based things. Uh, I that's I'm not going to pull really up the playlist, you, but I enjoyed wait, that time is this as on well. Spotify? Anyway, can you share this playlist? Uh, I think so. We'll see if we can find it. We'll so I'll see if we can throw this uh, in the show notes because I love the idea of diaper changing music. Uh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yep. Songs for changing diapers. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. So look, it changes, changes, uh, change, change is gonna come. Times they are changing. Oh yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, oh, I think I had other stuff though. Also, I, I kind of like I had different like poop based stuff. So I had like danger zone it looks like then um whoop there it is who let the dogs out um here it goes again okay go another one bites the dust uh, oh, yeah, bad yeah. moon rising i guess it's a butt thing that's a butt joke um, yeah. yeah constipation i found constipation blues no nope. piece of crap by neil young nope i'm gonna skip both do, of those do 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 the rolling stones yeah lots of stuff here anyway, that's yeah, great I'll, I'll share this with you, Alex. that's almost worth having a kid for okay it's not. That's not why you do it. You do it for the tax breaks. <laughs> um, that's great. And so you made a move uh, a playlist for when you're moving uh, across. I feel the like bay. yeah, we had a moving playlist at least for. Um, I definitely remember it for 
a past move for like moving out of Whitman. I remember just like a lot of like I think like um maybe I guess on MP3s uh oh, yeah. and like in iTunes. Yeah. Uh, so those don't exist anymore. But yeah. We d- yeah. we definitely had a um we had a California LA based playlist. There's the uh um going back to Cali, which I always like to play when I drive across mm-hmm. that border. Um and uh, there's a uh, was it Eagles of Death Metal song. I really want to be in L.A. That it's like really upbeat and great for this kind of a thing, and uh, a bunch of other stuff. But I, I am totally with you on that. It's a great part yeah, of it. I, I like I like a theme taken to an extreme, really. And I think like it just it sets a mood. It feels like it's intentional. You, like you don't know what this thing is that you're going to, but you know that you sort of like are listening to the right things for it. I didn't. Do, I don't do that all the time, but I did. I also have a playlist, a New York playlist that I play anytime I land in New York. Um, this is like a fun just for me. Yeah, um, this is great. So yeah, Sarah and I on date nights we've been listening to um, uh, the best songs of 1995. Oh, um, so it's like the the Billboard Top 100 uh, of, of 1995 for your and, dates. Uh, is that yeah, when you guys met? No, no, that's before you met. Yeah, that's not possible. But I think it's just like I don't know how it started. But just <laughs> wait, like, wait, okay, sort of like, wait, hold on a second. I know that that's young. You guys would have been eleven, but you didn't. You meet at like fifteen. All right. I mean, I guess it's not that. That was far pretty off, like, close. Where, where I was at when I was ten, and where I was at when I was like, yeah, fourteen. Those were different places. I that agree. was an important forty percent of my life that I lived more of. <laughs> I, I'm not. Yeah, not to I, discount. I got it. over Pogs in that time. I mean, it's like I changed a lot. Pogs I, came. I, and I went. knew about the Tupac song changes during that time. <laughs> Anthony, do you have any special playlists that you use for stuff? Nope. I know you do have uh, a song that you um, use your Alexa to play at your wife sometimes when you're not home, right? Well, I, uh, my Heather and I both like to troll each other of like turning lights off and on yeah. when one of us isn't home, or like I would like to just blast uh, music I know she doesn't like. I haven't <laughs> done that in a while. <laughs> I kind of played that bit out. Yeah, yeah. Um, but no, I mean, I'm not a huge playlist guy. Heather really is. Like, uh, Heather worked very, very hard on a wedding playlist for a wedding two years ago, and oh, that yeah. is still in heavy rotation. Oh, yeah. That's um, great. But I, I, um, I'm constantly in the diff- different mood for music, and yeah. I'm constantly trying to discover new stuff, so... I just am always burning through new things and then forgetting what I was just listening to because I'm not creating playlists. <laughs> so it's a very good way to listen to music. You know, it's very ephemeral for me. I um uh, well, so what's your then? What's your compliment uh, latte for for moving? Um, you know, I I've moved a lot. Uh, growing up. My parents, like, sort of like the joke I always had was that we were like a military family without the military. Yeah. So my parents were just, they worked in apartment complex um, management and maintenance. Oh, right, right. So, so we you, would just get a constantly get new work. So we would, yeah. we would move like every four or five months. It was absurd. It was that is crazy awful. how often I moved. Yes. Uh, I think the longest, I think the, I didn't stay in one school for an entire school year until the eighth grade. Um, so it was a very traumatic thing, but, uh, there is, so I have like, I'm very efficient at moving nowadays. And now that I've been like sort of settled for a while, cause like me and my wife hadn't moved for like eight years. Uh, there's a lot of things I kind of forgot about moving that I really enjoyed. Uh, and, uh, recently my wife and I have been going through Miyazaki films, which a lot of his early works have like moving, early on 
and we were watching my neighbor Totoro recently. This is a oh, small yeah. diversion. But that movie opens with this family moving into this new house, and they have two very young kids. And the first scene is, like, the the kids running through a new place, like, saying, This room's mine! This room's oh, mine! Yeah. Look at this back here! And, like, this, like, um... This exploration that is something that you lose as an adult, but as a kid is really fun. Like when you move into a new place and you're like claiming rooms and finding the weird eccentricities of the new place you were living in. Uh, those are always my like favorite memories of moving. Uh, and something that is definitely like the closest equivalent I can kind of have as an adult is right now, Heather and I have been talking a lot about like, where the fuck are we going to put a Christmas tree in this living room? Yeah. Because we had the set spot for eight years. We knew exactly where the Christmas tree is going to go. And now it's like a blank canvas. And it's like, well, we can move this and put this here and then do it here. Or we can do this. Like, it's who knows where the Christmas tree is going to be. We'll know in roughly eight, nine hours. <laughs> it's going to have to go somewhere. And is, this, uh, so is this a thing that's great or a thing that is weird? Like, the first part, like, running around yelling, like, this room's mine is so yeah. fun. Um, yeah. and the discovery is fun. But now, like, also, like, I don't know where my uh, pots are. I don't know where, like, which is, mm-hmm. like, that part, and or not knowing where you're going to fit a Christmas tree seems like a bummer. So... I uh, See, I, I like it. I think oh, okay. it's exciting because... No matter, like, wherever we figure it out, that becomes the Christmas tree spot, right? For as long as we're here, that's probably where it will go. And that's, I don't know, there's something fun about that, like, totally. making new traditions, you know? I, um, uh, the, the fun, also fun thing about that is that we, um, like, sometimes got into some ruts previously, where it was like, we just, like, mm. so our big uh, pot that we used to boil water for spaghetti was on top of a cabinet because that was the only place we had space for it when we first were looking around. And we just dealt with that. We just like, my wife had to get on a stepladder to get down the spaghetti pot, a thing we use every week. And then there were stuff we didn't use that were more accessible. And you just, we just got used to it. And I think that's, Mm. you just get used to things being not as good as it should be. And so when you have a new space, you'd be like, hey, let's get it right this time. So like maybe your old Christmas tree spot was nice, but maybe your new Christmas tree spot is way better. Yeah. I mean, it's one of those like, hey, let's get this right and find whole new things to get wrong. (laughs) You know, that's. (laughs) Yeah. The flip side of that is that we put away the kitchen really fast. And now I don't like, I don't know if we're ever going to re, we're going to rearrange it. Because uh, it just sounds like a lot of work already. No, I mean, k- kitchen, in my experience, pitting stuff in the kitchen is like laying concrete. <laughs> it gets very, very hard to change once you. It's way easier to set really it down than pick it back down. up. Yeah. Um, uh, that's a great that's a great comment. So, my compliment, um, and also if you're wondering why Ez is not riffing as much, it's because his uh, baby just woke up from a nap, so he's going to go. Um, uh, get her back to sleep and then come join us again. But um, my compliment is for camaraderie, um, uh, which I so I like. We were originally going to try to drag a uh, U-Haul trailer behind our Subaru, and we got there to pick up the trailer, and the guy was like, "Oh no, uh, not you're not even close to being able to do this with this little car. Like you could probably get there, but you'll have to throw your car away at the end of the journey. Like <laughs> it is not this is not a safe or smart idea. And uh, this is the day before we had to leave, and so we had to, like we panicked, and uh, we ended up getting a 
truck and then putting our car and trailer behind it and i'm not i'm not a truck driver i don't know if that was clear um never driven a truck never never dragged a trailer and i was doing both at the same time for two solid days and it is in intense and there are um but but be doing something that's like so uh out of the ordinary also leads to a lot of like camaraderie. People are way more forgiving of you in a U-Haul than they are of you in a car. Like if yeah. you in your car, if you try to park your car in uh in a red zone, people will be pissed off. But if you put your moving truck there, everyone's like, they're doing important stuff, man. Everybody's gotta move. Where else are you gonna put the truck? Like people are just like, they just get it. And also yeah. uh, like when we passed other U-Hauls during the during the drive. Um, and around town, we were just like, we're with you guys. Like, we get you. It was like the way bus drivers wave at each other. We were doing that with U-Haul trucks. Yeah, I mean, it's like if you parked behind someone's car with, like, your just regular Subaru and blocked them in, they have every right to come out with a hammer and murder you. Yeah, yeah, right? totally. Yeah, yeah. But for sure. At least, I was going to say crush your car, destroy your car. But yeah, they can yeah, probably you, also kill you. That seems fine. Yeah, you block someone in with a U-Haul and they're like... Pfft. Hey, buddy, take your time. Yeah, I man. only have to be at work, but that's fine. Yeah, you yeah, move yeah. No, no, no. Move when you can. Yeah, do you need a hand? Yeah, people are so uh, understanding about that. And then also, um, we, uh, at one point, so so driving a U-Haul with a tra- trailer behind it is bad enough on the freeway, where, but you're just slow. Uh, then you get into the neighborhoods, and you are also a, a danger to yourself and others. And we um, were briefly stuck in a Burger King parking lot. Uh, where I just I've never driven the trailer before, and that it's so you can't you can't back up basically. If you back up, the trailer will decide which direction it's going without your input, and there's nothing you can do to fix it. I'm sure people who drive these things would say that's not true, but they are magicians, probably they're wizards. I don't know how you do it. So I got into a parking area that I could not control, and we got stuck, and um. Two guys came like jogging over. One guy came from another restaurant and was like, saw you get into this pickle. Here's what you got to do. And like uh, helped navigate us out of there. He's like, we're going to get someone to move this car. And then you're going to have to go over a little bit of landscaping here. But you're going to do this thing and then go over here. And then the guy in the car that was in our way came jogging over. was like, saw you got stuck and like moved his car. And there, because it's the in a universal experience and because it's a universal crap experience that every everyone knows how bad moving is there is just a bit of like let me grab that gate for you like i i get it man we've all been there let me yeah so yeah thank god for people who have either done a lot of moving or people who were in bands in their early 20s (laughs) because those are like the two ways you learn to drive a truck with a trailer behind it super efficiently yeah Uh, yeah that's a good point uh i will be nicer to people in bands now too i like you guys this is just an awful life you never know when that punk kid is gonna need to come and save you you yeah he might get me out of a burger king um, it was uh, the camaraderie was kind of fun, and even now, I like I see people in in U hauls. We just yesterday we were driving around uh, town, and we saw this couple in a U haul looking stressed as hell. And we uh, we were just like, "Godspeed, you guys. We we've been there. You're gonna be okay." Um, actually, that's what my I really wife said. Someone I... else comes over and helps you, and then you just <laughs> took off. Well, they were just driving at the time. Uh, my oh. wife is actually the one who said, "We understand. You're gonna get through this." What I said was, "L.A. is full. Get out of here." Um, but <laughs> just, fucking transplants. Yeah, close the door after me. Uh, I've taken up the last spot. There's no more fame left, so you guys have to leave. Um, so uh, 
that's those are moving compliments um uh, do, so here's here's another question. Here's a question for you: Is I want to know, um, moving hacks, uh, life hacks. Did you guys learn anything from all your time moving? Do you have any tips or tricks or things you would like to share? Things that worked particularly well um, the last time you moved. Well, I developed a very unhealthy habit that it took till my mid twenties to break, <laughs> which was uh, it's very easy to move if you never unpack anything. Yeah. And I mean, if, you're I really, if it's every really five months, in, there's no, like, just, yeah, just live out of your toiletry kit. Like, there's, that yeah, sounds crazy. So basically, from, like, most of my teenage years till when I first moved out, I had, I was very much into not owning a lot of stuff because I moving it was tough. Totally. And then I would, like, well, when I first got, like, my first place with, like, real friends who had, like, a nice place, they were like, you can unpack anything. And I was like, why would I do that? That's weird. And it, it was, like, a, a, a habit I had to unlearn. Um, yeah. Okay. But, so, I guess the the hack is to is to unpack? Yeah. So, no, don't unpack. Oh. Never unpack. Oh, okay. That's, so the, this, that's so the you, way you said it was unhealthy and you learned not to, but you're you're also advocating for it. No, I'm saying it, you probably shouldn't do that. But I'm just saying if you want the best hack. <laughs> is uh to never unpack your stuff and then when you're ready to move you just I, we hit it on the thing our last going. apartment was the apartment we lived in in portland was the one we got right after college together mm-hmm. it was 12 years that we and and we were constantly saying that it was not we were not going to be there for that long like every time there was a sign that was like coming soon target we would be like not for us um yeah. they but they built three light rail lines that we thought we'll never see those um like and that's not a quick process uh so people every time we thought we're like we're certainly not gonna be here for very long and then we were there for so long um and so like i I am of i'm very split minds right now when we're appointing our new apartment one is like everything we buy i'm like because the moving is so fresh i'm like how is this going to be carrying it down the stairs or like, sure, the assembly is easy, but how easy will it be to disassemble because we're going to have to move soon? And on the other hand, every time we go to buy something that we're like, this will just be for a short while, probably I'll keep it forever. So I also have to think like every like every shower curtain is like for 12 years, we're going to have this shower curtain. Like nothing's temporary. Um, um, but yeah, I mean, so like that's the kind of stuff you have to like learn to break and once you kind of want to settle in. But also like moving to LA is the type of thing when it's like, how long are you going to be at your first LA place? You know? I mean, that's, but yeah, like, I agree. But that's also literally what we said about Portland. And I think, yeah. especially because moving is so awful, maybe I just, I'm going to die here. Yeah, I mean, that's probably true, but that's, you know. <laughs> right, but, and it'll take uh, a while, hopefully. Yeah, well, I mean, that's just more of your, like, you know, your clumsiness. Most <laughs> a- most deaths happen in the home from normal accidents. That's, you know, don't uh, forget that. I d- we have um, uh, we have so many uh, more dangerous... We have, a, we have a gas stove now. That seems like I can hurt myself with it. Oh, yeah. I mean, especially with how much you love lighting matches and throwing them at people. <laughs> uh, that's one of my favorite tricks. <laughs> yeah, your favorite prank. Um, in other okay, words... Yeah, go ahead. Here's an actual uh, moving hack, mm-hmm. Okay landlords are bastards they're gonna fuck you out of everything anyway oh man so this don't is a... worry too much about stressing and cleaning stuff don't worry about look there's a lot of things we were not supposed to do to like this place we just moved into but fuck it i'll say it i've modified a lot of stuff because it was <laughs> nicer this way and what are they gonna do you also weren't supposed to have pets at your last place and you have at least two cats 
Yeah, uh, yeah, we had two secret cats for eight years. Yeah. It was awesome. <laughs> but like, look, landlords are bastards. They serve no function. They provide no good to society. Man, uh, I, so anything you can do to get one over on your landlords is a worth it thing for me. I mean, uh, there's, there's so much to unpack here because one is like you are more um, violently socialist than uh, people might know at home when we just talk about movies. And then <laughs> and so that'll be useful here. But the other thing is this is like too, a little serious, but um, that that fact like whether or not they're bastards, the the power imbalance in yes. the landlord tenants relationship is so stressful um yeah and and i and i can't stress in all seriousness like without jokes they will do whatever they can to not get you your deposit back they especially like smaller places that are like owned by like this you can if you want to ever get really really furious there's several landlord forums on the internet that you can go and browse and if you want to see landlords conspiring and getting tricks from um, each other on how to fuck over the tenants yeah. in the most efficient way you can, you can absolutely find these and see how they're operating. And it will really make you want to pick up a brick. It's I mean, their, I, so uh, I, I ended up on a blog uh, like this because I was trying to figure out something from our uh, lease that seemed a little scammy. And... Uh, and I still think it's kind of scammy, but also it's necessary. Um, it, well, and I was on this blog, and it was basically like the 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 blog was like the, I don't remember what it was called, but the tagline was "Tenants are all pieces of shit." Like that was the <laughs> that was the attitude. And and here's the problem, Anthony is like I'm I try to be a little bit empathetic sometimes. I think they're probably right. If you own a piece of property and then you let strangers live in it, they're probably going to ruin a lot of stuff. And I can see where that part, like, I could see how that, if you are um, not a great person, would let that influence your opinion of how you treat people. Uh, if your job is solely to extract wealth from lower in-class people, <laughs> go fuck yourself. I don't care if tenants are pieces of shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Guess what? You literally, those tenants have real jobs when they're creating goods and services out in the actual world and making the place world maybe a better place but a different place at all. Yeah, your yeah. sole purpose as a landlord is to extract wealth from people who need housing yeah you are yeah. a monster yes. there is okay. no I, you will never convince so me i'm, not, I'm like, not trying to convince you that not the, not to feel that way but i will here's what i will say is that i i feel like i'm not in this, this i'm not on the landlord defense anymore i just want to say that briefly that i understand it must be very stressful but what i but the the power imbalance is so crazy because the lease is carefully written by people to not be favorable to me and i don't get to line item veto stuff like they yes. put stuff in a lease and then I have to decide, do I not want to live here? And having looked for apartments, it's so difficult that I can't get to the process where I found a place that I love. I paid the hundred bucks for them to check my credit and tell me I'm allowed to live here. And then I'm looking at the contract and I say, oh, you're going to charge me $6 a month for paint, regardless of what <laughs> I do. There's a paint fee well, I'm not going to live here. Mm. Like, that's not an option that we have. So they can just keep yeah. doing that and nickel well, diming and then, you. And it's just, the I have no power to come back from that. Then they also have the great thing of, uh, you know, like, uh, they can show you these things. And then when something breaks, they can maybe get it around to fixing it. Yeah. 
Absolutely. Just the laziness of landlords as well as another thing. Like, if it was a fair service that you got for your rent, but that's never happened in the history of a landlord. Our last, we were so spoiled in our, one of the reasons why we stayed there for so long is that um, the people who were running it were great. We did get our full deposit back, even though we um, did a lot of damage to it. Um, uh, like, I mean, we, had a, we had a wood floor and we were there for a long time and did not care for the wood floor very carefully. And they were just like, yeah, you've been here 12 years. This is a reasonable amount of damage. So you get your deposit back. It was 12 years ago when Portland was not as expensive. So our deposit was like 200 bucks. But um, <laughs> it's still like they were super cool. And also the maintenance person was just like, look, there's a whole form you can fill out for maintenance requests. But I'm here. Just text me. I'll come up and fix stuff. And he, at one point, our like toilet backed up in the middle of the night. And he just drove to the apartment at 1 in the morning and fixed it. I mean, he was amazing. And so we had such a great setup and the lease was so not set up to screw us that like reading a new lease and finding out that, oh, now we have to go through the online portal and then they outsource the maintenance requests and it could take an infinite amount of time um, is way more stressful. And we, we don't get to choose that. You don't know that until it's too late. You don't know how yeah. chill the maintenance person is until way late in the process. Uh, yeah, and also, like, you have to remember, with, like, your place, I don't know how much your rent went up over the 12 years, yeah. but they were probably so psyched to get you out of there because <laughs> what they can now charge the next tenant, right? Well, actually, like, they're prob- yeah, totally. probably going to charge the next tenant one and a half times what your rent currently was, was, maybe two times. Our rent went up significantly, but actually what they're doing is our building was half apartments, half hotel rooms um because it was owned yeah. by the hotel next door and they used it for like ov- overflow hotel guests and as we were the, the uh, during the time we were there it went from like one or two whole rooms hotel rooms to over half because they figured out instead of charging us like 1100 a month or whatever they could charge uh somebody 200 a day so yeah i mean that the, is the current like prop like one of the biggest problems with housing in this country right now, if you want to get very serious, is tenants, uh, landlords purposely evicting long-term tenants to turn their places into Airbnbs yeah. is doing disaster. I mean, this is damage. not an Airbnb. This was like an actual hotel room. Um, but yeah, that I mean, that is also an issue. Um, and it's not it's not even on both sides in that we could not just make this a Airbnb and make our own money. Um, yeah. How you doing, Ez? Hey, uh I, I have a surprisingly awake kid with me. Okay, great. Um, okay. Maya uh, is having a good snack of Colby Jack cheese oh, and nice. some apple slices. So, it's, some- Ezra, we've been just talking about like this terrible power imbalance with landlords and tenants yeah, it's, and how it's difficult renting is. It's never too young to learn how landlords are evil monsters. So this is good. Get well, them on. And I'm glad you were not here for this because this was not as relevant to you. But now that you're back, um, yeah. you own. And uh, so... Given how awful it is to rent, are you are, now that you own how a place? How terrible of a person am I? No, 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 no. I was going to ask: Is it also terrible to own a place because you can't text someone to just fix your stuff? You have to like pay someone to do it. Um, um like how bad is it? I, I feel like this would be okay. I, I mean, sorry, before you answer, I can't read the room like that I came saying, into, but I feel yeah. like you better tell I say me bad it's about awful. This makes me a terrible person, right? So no, if it's not the worst, yeah. if you say anything nice about owning a house, I'm going to be so upset at you. Uh, well, I guess the bad parts about owning a house is that you generally have other people in the house who wake up at inopportune times. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I, that's true. To but me, I, cute. owning a house has always been something that I, is like, 
so it's it's kind of weird that as I've kind of gotten older and and married, it's like from that lifestyle I grew up in, it was it was an unattainable I- idea. Oh yeah, and it is like now becoming more and more realistic over the past few years, which is very hard to adjust. But my biggest issue with owning a house has always been: Do you have like a um, like a what is it called when like people on your block can say what kind of lawn decorations you can put <laughs> out, like a homeowners homeowners association? Yeah, do you have an thing? HOA. Or, um, yeah. Do you have something like that? So we had yeah. So before the last place we were at was a condo, and we definitely had that, and that was kind of terrible. Uh, I don't think anyone loves an HOA. We have one technically here, not that you like pay into, but that like. I think when the community was like built like in the 50s or 60s, like there are some rules there. And I was like a little afraid to like read over it too closely because you have to sign either way. But I'm pretty sure there might be some racial undertones in it. (laughs) I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Because uh, like, there's a lot of papers we had to read at that time, but I was like, this was written in the 50s. Like, it's worse the than lawn decoration. This is like still really good. I, I read through it. I have a question. What exactly does it mean by the Jewish question? I don't quite understand. What it? What is that getting at here? Oh man, that's so stressful. Um, yeah, uh, I don't think my parents' uh, HOA's job was just to like put passive aggressive notes about what color your fence was. Um, but yours is not doing anything as. Oh, Sorry, I, I had some. Oh, yeah, I had some. I I don't know what Maya wants right now, and so like there's like some some. She wants to touch the light. Uh, yeah. You're asking about the passive aggressive notes. Yeah. <laughs> um, and and if like that's what I do, or if there's like a better way to communicate than passive aggressive. No, no, notes. no. Is your HOA giving you? Do, do they give you passive aggressive oh. notes? Like your doors. The yes, wrong actually, color. that is that is mostly no. So they would do is they they say that they should have. They said we should have received their passive aggressive notes. And now that's their like their final. It's our final notice. So like, so like they've kind of skipped over the point where actually giving us the passive aggressive notes, but like knowing that it's yes, all we just should final have. warnings. Um, yes, you, pretty much everything is a final warning. So one of so this was uh, we we started on this because Anthony's life hack was that landlords are monsters. Do you have like a, a moving hack or a, a trick or a skill that you figured out from your last move? As uh, well, so one of them is I'm trying to figure out. Do you think she wants a Band-Aid? Guys, just just pop quiz right now. Does Maya want a Band-Aid? Uh, I have a rule of thumb that most kids are like uh, f- trip-sitting a friend on a major acid trip. Yeah. So I'm going to say yes. Yeah. Of course okay. they want the Band-Aid. All right, let's see. I'll be right back. Um, I'll be right back and then I'll think right. about that hack. Think about that and I'll tell you about mine. So this is not actually this is not really a moving hack, but here's what I will say is just a, a disagreement or uh, some stern words for the advice that we got when we were reading about moving. Um, one of the things that every moving article says is make sure you like purge a lot, throw a lot of stuff yes. away, really reduce what you have before you move. Guys, yeah. guys, it was a band aid. Yes. Hell yeah. Anthony trip sitter, uh, you, you yeah. nailed it. Yeah. She, you know, you can take care of a kid now. Yeah. Like that, I feel comfortable. You're definitely ready to be a dad. Yeah. Um, 2021, here I come. <laughs> That's the plan. 2021, um, you're, gonna, you're not going to do it next year. No, we're going to Disneyland, and we're going to try to... <laughs> the goal for 2020 is to do all the stuff we won't be able to do with the kid. Oh, I love uh, that. Really you're, try to maximize... You're um, you're doing this like um, wait, like, wait, like you wait, have wait. a terminal illness. Disneyland is the thing that you think you can't do with a kid? Well, you can't do with a kid until they're like a little bit older. Like, we won't be able to go for the next like three or four years after we have a kid. Actually, what I so think wanna- is you, you this will be the last time you get a chance to go to Disneyland where you can skip the stores and not buy anything there. 
Um, yeah. So, but uh, the it's a lot of trips we have planned for 2020 was to like do stuff that a kid will that we won't be able to do for a few years or a kid will make more difficult. So we knock all of those out in 2020, 2021. Are you are you are you Disneyland or Disney World? Disneyland. Oh man, I can't wait. We're, we're, we'll go. We're going to land too. Uh, but uh, but I, I gotta say, like, it's not as bad as you think. Taking a kid there in that, like, if you take a kid under two, they're free. Um, That's fun. Actually, weird that like once or sorry, I think two are under, they're free. Yeah, but once they're like three and above, they cost money, and it's like they don't. That's 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 a jerk move, Disneyland. <laughs> yeah, um, they're not. Well, I can remember. I mean, that. They're t- yeah. they should charge for their target demographic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but actually, wait, they should charge as a percentage of memory, right? It's like how much are you going to remember this, and I'll pay that much. Oh, that's so interesting. Um, because yeah. I feel like then I would be cheaper than most of my friends. Right, and it's like you know what you don't actually have the experience. That's fine. I am constantly yeah, like if you don't have to pay for things. Disneyland for till five years after you go, like <laughs> they send the kid a test five years after, You're and like, they see how much they remember, and that's how much they prorate out the ticket. Standing cost. offer, I, like I will go to Disneyland with anybody who comes to visit us. I uh, I think it's fun. And my my uh, sister texted me right after we got here. It was like and my nephew had said, "If they live in California, can we just go meet them in Disneyland?" Uh, which is so cute, and yes, yes, you can. I'll okay. we'll go. We'll be ready, Anthony. Um, I can't wait. We'll go to Disneyland but, with you guys. Yeah, well, uh, anytime. We're always down. But also to circle back, one, you get a thing called Parent Swap, which is like you basically. Ooh, I'm, I'm into that. High five. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, it might not be what you think it is. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> but uh, basically, yeah, you you go in the in the line, and you go to a faster line though, because it's like kind of a singles ride, uh-huh. and then oh, my, I already had the bandages. I don't know what you could possibly else want. <laughs> <laughs> oh, do you want try to giving it? Try giving us some orange juice. That's usually nice to people tripping. So that's, okay. that's true. She would. She'd probably go ape shit for that. She would definitely be a fan. Um, but um, but yeah, no, I think it's. I think she wants to draw. So I'll do that in a second. But I just say it. So basically, you go in this the fast line, um, and then one of them sticks with the kid. One parent sticks with the kid, and the other one goes on on their own, and they swap. And like, it's a really efficient way to get through very fast lines. Whoa, that's um, interesting. Okay. Yeah, so it's a good deal. So like, and like, do you like um, text each other pictures of how much fun you're having with the other person's wife? I mean, kids. That that's not. <laughs> I I feel like I have to explain it again for you, but I don't have time because this kid <laughs> needs to draw something. Otherwise, she's going to go ham. All right, I, go for the origin. I love the I love the idea that Alex is imagining getting cucked by the Pirates of the Caribbean <laughs> right now. Like, this is. Uh, yeah, of course. Uh, um, <laughs> Uh, but but yeah, so sorry. The the the. Do you want a moving hack? Yeah. Uh, like circling back to what we're supposed to be talking about yeah. on this very very loosely researched show. Yes. We're not loosely um, researched. I put in two solid weeks. This I I drove for two days straight. No movie we've watched has been over two and a half hours. So, if you want, you could try to do this as a tax write off. All your moving costs. Yeah, we. I don't think it'll work. I think I go actually, right ahead. I, I'm working on it. I might be able to because I'm moving here for my freelance work. It's unclear well, to me. I wish you luck. All right, I'm gonna get some crayons. But but um, the thing I was gonna say is, um, I really like Yelp uh, specifically, and like basically messaging as many uh, movers in the area as possible and getting quotes that way. Oh, um, interesting. Because like otherwise, like uh, one, it's terrible to do it yourself, and it's actually not as. I mean, depending how much stuff you have, uh, what kind of situation it is like it can be not a crazy. It it can be money well spent, I guess, basically, yeah. and, and not a crazy thing to like. Have people just at least pack your stuff up? Yeah, I've heard um, about well, packers. That's an interesting. I'm I'm into that world a lot. That well, that okay. So that is another hack. I and this most recent move I learned 
this blew my mind. This is very, very obvious, but I had no idea. You can hire movers to just move specific shit. I always mm-hmm. imagined oh. it was an all or nothing type yeah, of yeah. position. Oh, yeah, no. Any, anything. They'll do a la carte for anything. Uh, like Yeah, but yeah, so we, there's a moving company. I'm not sure if they're everywhere, but they're uh, in Portland called like a, I think it's like Bigger Than Your Curve or something like that. Oh, interesting. Uh, okay. And essentially, we are. So we are able- yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Just walk in. <laughs> Show you the dick and then move your bed. It's nice. Um, okay, that's I'm actually in. High that's five. like their that's their their handcart thing that they use. It's just yeah. it's all it's all penis heavy moving company. <laughs> yeah, uh, well, they you know it's good for your back. You you start you lift with your dick. That's what I always say. Uh, but yeah, so that's we, actually and if it's long enough, that is their back brace as well. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, but yeah, we had a company come in just to like move our beds and like uh, kind of big furniture stuff. How many beds and do you have? That, do you guys uh, sleep well, we separate? Have Are you guys like bed? in the forties? Well, we have our bed, and then we have a bed in the guest room. Oh, okay, okay, okay. And then we have a couch yeah. and like some heavy dressers and a very nice TV yeah. that they professionally packed up and moved. Mm. So that was that was a huge. Uh, boon. I cannot suggest just. Can that I just ask what that costs for just one that or two amount things. of stuff in town? Wait, what was that? Yeah, can I just ask you how much that cost? Uh, Heather took care of it. <laughs> okay. I have no idea. Oh, okay. Uh, but I want to say not much. I think like maybe two hundred bucks, something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe less. I like this idea a lot. Uh, I mean, we we were moving one way, which makes stuff a lot harder. In town stuff seems a lot cheaper. If I if we wanted to get someone to put it on a truck and drive it down here, would have been a lot more expensive. Yeah. But well, it's just like that. Everyone has that one th- one or two items that, like, as you're thinking of moving, you look at and you just go like, "Motherfucker!" Oh yeah, 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 yeah. That and it, like just knowing like I wasn't going to have to like carefully wrap up my TV and have professionals do it yeah, or like move that. the goddamn bed. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that was so so nice. Well, so this goes back I mean, to alternatively, I, I'd recommend basically it's it's like stuff reincarnation where you sell the item and then you take that money to imbue the spirit of it in the new item that you buy and is shipped to your new place. Uh, well, this yeah, so this is, comes back to what I was talking about, which is that every website says the key to moving is to purge, get rid of everything you even remotely don't want right now. Um, and one one day a year, you can totally do that. From what I hear. <laughs> <laughs> Every crime is legal, including leaving your furniture outside on the lawn. Um, <laughs> including Craigslist. I, All of Craigslist is legal. I uh, Look, so I just wanted to say, though, I just I hate that advice in hindsight. Because even though purging is very satisfying on that end, on this end, buying all new stuff is also upsetting. Uh, and, like... I feel like purging once you get there, I know it doesn't make a ton of sense for like the moving part, but like deciding what you actually want once you're living somewhere is so much easier than showing up and being like, there's literally no place to sit. We got rid of all of our sitting equipment. We have to buy chairs before we can sit down in our house. This was a mistake I made as well in that we watched Hoarders right before one of our moves. <laughs> uh, I think like five years ago. Uh, no, actually eight years ago. Jeez, oh, how long have we been doing this show for? Um, and, uh, Since yeah, you were 11, uh, 1995. I got rid of a, it's too long. Um, I got rid of a lot of stuff, uh, and some of those things you definitely needed. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. same, same kind of thing with the Marie Kondo thing where yeah. it's like, oh yeah, this didn't spark joy, but like a toilet plunger doesn't really have to spark joy, but you do need one. No, no. Yeah. So, so what you have to actually ask yourself is to grab every item in your house, look at it, says, does this spark joy or get poop out of the way? 
And then yeah. if, if it's either of those, I yeah, well, my translation I, didn't have that caveat, but it should have. Yeah, it's a it's a yeah. I think you guys are really kind of misunderstanding. Like when I think of Pojane, it's like these shoes I don't need anymore. But I don't throw away all my shoes. Like, well, but it, what, wait, it was, who has more than one pair of shoes? Okay, well, um, that was a yeah. Um, I have a lot of shoes. Um, oh. This is, you know what? I'm just gonna say it. Maybe if you didn't have as many shoes, you know, you could you could have a terrible HOA and a condo. Actually, shoes were okay. First of all, uh, okay, boomer. And then um, <laughs> the second of all, uh, the shoes. I did actually get rid of a few pairs of shoes. I only moved. I think I moved 25, 26 pairs of shoes. Um, Jesus, that's a lot of shoes. You bougie fuck. I mean, it's the only thing that I have. Um, <laughs> I really like my shoes. Um, uh, I guess actually, because we talked a couple weeks ago about my watch case on this, but I should be clear that all my watches are under $30. I just like watches. Well, how many do you have? Five? Six? I have like six watches. I mean, um, I, so, but I, I'm more of a, yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm more of a, a hoarder than a connoisseur of a lot of stuff where I just like things and I don't have a great taste in them. Anyway, the point is I sound very bougie, but, um, uh, I live otherwise a garbage lifestyle. Um, I just like sneakers. Um, and, and watches. And I did not spend a, a, all of the sneakers too. Not a single pair is full price. I lived right near an Adidas store where I got employee passes. So, um, Anyway, it doesn't matter. The point is, the sneakers were not the issue. The issue was like stuff that I was on the fence about, or I thought I didn't need, and then I got here, and it turns out I do need. Um, and just like rebuying, like, oh, yeah, I'm glad I got rid of my gross old laundry basket, but now I have to go buy a laundry basket, or I can't do laundry. Like, no, 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 hold on, hold on. Uh, trash bag. Yeah, exactly. So now I'm like carrying shit around in a trash bag, um, like I'm going to a... a um, a hobo bonfire. I don't know. I just want like, I just or Jersey Shore. That was the thing they did. Remember oh, that's that, true. That, they um, did take laundry the guy when they GTL'd. Um, that was uh, yeah. So anyway, there, there's there's a, a rich tradition that you can be a part of if you wish. That's true. I just think it's hard to know what you need at your new place, and stuff that mm-hmm. seems useless in your old place might be very valuable in the new place. And so I just think purging before has also drawbacks. Yeah. Whoever could have known that I would need chairs at my new place? Well, I never would have saw this coming. <laughs> well, so what we did is we got rid of our couch and we got a new couch, yeah. and that was the right move. Moving that couch down here was crazy balls, but that meant there was a few days before we got to get a couch, and so we just had no sitting space in the living room. We had no place to sit down in the living room. Uh, you did have extra line space, though, if you want. We had a lot more floor space. That's true. We also spent our first night here on an air mattress, which is, like, I think a tradition, but it's nice mm-hmm. to have, like, because uh, we bought a new bed and mattress, but it just wasn't there yet. Or actually, the mattress was here, but you have to let it fully inflate before, like, uh, t- oh, off gas yeah. before you can off-gassing sleep on it. Off-gassing and such. Yeah. Um, anyway, so those are some, some hacks. I guess our final segment is uh, one change. Does it fuck? Um, oh. uh, <laughs> does it hold up? Um, I guess here's how I want to do. Does it fuck? I just want to say like, uh, like what are some things let's just do it. Make this a positivity thing, um, which are what are one or a few things about your post move, your new place that you're in that you love and are like happy to have moved that it allowed that thing. So what, what of your new, uh, apartment or house uh what what if it fucks 
Well, I mean, I, I have one thing that I always love anytime I move to any place mm-hmm. that's new is you get a chance to get a new library card, which is, for me, a very exciting moment. Yeah. Um, it's like the, it's the most useful that your um, utility bill will ever be to someone else who doesn't live in your house. <laughs> Besides you know, getting your address. utilities on. Yeah, you, yeah. I mean, like, I guess that's helpful. But you no, know, but like for 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 a stranger, it's a very it's the most useful that your it's, utility yeah. It's definitely bill the most cred be. you get for flashing a utility bill. They're like, yo, this is my this is my uh, zip code, and they're like, wow, you spent a decent amount on on electricity. I don't want to say, for, but the, 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 one of the flip sides is that we have to get new um, uh, driver's licenses, mm. which look kind of like library cards, but the process is way worse. Oh, you have to get a real ID, though, if you want. I know. Which is annoying. Yeah, and we have to go... So uh, somebody was like, oh, don't worry about it. California DMVs, you can set... You can have an appointment. You can actually make an appointment with the DMV, which Mm -hmm. is true if we don't want a driver's license until April of 2020. Well, I don't know. Have you tried all of the LA Yes, I have. And all the... uh, The nearest one is end of March. Oh, really? Yeah. That's rough. Yeah. Yeah. It's not great. Uh, okay, I'm not an expert on IDs, but as someone who uh, you know, lives in Oregon and sees a lot of IDs because of the work I do, no one updates their ID when they move to a new city. Like, why do you have to? I know you're supposed to, but just let that Oregon one ride, man. Well, like, so still, we need to register the car, drives. and I... And yeah, anyway, we have to just do the deal. Anyway, we're also rule followers, Anthony. I don't know if this has been clear to you. Well, well, so another thing you can do from that though is you back to Disneyland. You can get the locals like annual pass. Oh, if you see, have I want LA the lo- you see exactly. I want the Disneyland locals price. Actually, I really do want to change my plates as soon as possible, not just because of the law, but because I feel like I'm not getting as much respect in traffic for having out of town plates. Are not. I would like people to respect my merges more, so I want California plates. Um, yeah, if you think that'll help. Yeah, it won't. I mean, also in a Subaru. This is, uh, uh, yeah, just like in, in Portland, everybody is in a Subaru, and here I feel a little bit dorky. You should have gotten that conversion to the Prius that you need. I know, I need the to... conversion kit that makes it a Prius. Um, <laughs> so, library card, what else What else fucks about your new location is? Um, a backyard is pretty good you gotta... when you have, like, youngins. Yeah. Uh, that's like that's the dream, really, is that you want to make sure your kids are safe, but that you don't necessarily have to see them right away. Yeah, because it's basically like um, it's it's an outdoor cage. It's like you. I mean, you want a place where they can, can run and play that is also locked, so it's great. Yes, if you can find a nicer way to say that, doesn't make you sound like a bad person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's that you just have, but if you, have you can't a grass find that, kennel, then yes, which I cage. love. Yeah, your backdoor detention center for your children. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of room for them to run and dig. <laughs> this is free pasture. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, you got a, you've got a kid pasture. <laughs> yeah, well, they are happy, so that's the important. That thing. is the important thing. Um, happy kids come from California. That's a weird <laughs> reference. Um, <laughs> sometimes, uh, like a thing pops into my head, and I don't stop saying it. You know what I mean? You know what? I, I, I gotta tell you, this will end up costing you more uh, for that memory-based uh, Disney plan that we had, right? If you just, even if you don't think you have the memories, if you do, that's gonna cost. Or you. the like, I, the like important moments of my life that I should be cherishing. I've like reassigned that memory to '90s commercials uh, for some reason. <laughs> I'm like, I would love to store this, but I'm using up all this good space with Dairy Board of California ads from the '90s. Yeah, I'm so glad that I have that yeah that earworm or that uh, yeah. that uh, that slogan and not like I don't know like 
the first time like I, I, I felt love. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. I would like to have that memory. No idea. But yes. I don't. Somewhere Don Draper is smiling right now, <laughs> feeling like my life was valid. He nailed it. Uh, Anthony, what's something uh what's something that fucks about your new apartment? Uh, well, first thing that came to mind, uh my my uh my commute to work is much shorter. Oh, that's awesome. Which is very, very nice. Cut down by almost an hour in terms of commute, uh which is awesome. I love not not having to smuggle my cats in and out of yeah, the building totally. if uh, I need to take them to a vet or something. Yeah. That's very nice. Your secret cats are now public registered cats. Yeah. And I really, uh, this place uh, is two floors of pair compared to the single floor the last place was because it's a bit nicer townhouse. Mm-hmm. And I like having two floors. It's, yeah. You have the ability nice to fall to downstairs now. Yeah, exactly. That, um, I would say the we used to have um, kind of annoying neighbors at the last place. Now we just have uh, neighbors who play EDM super loud all day <laughs> and fight very loudly. Yeah. So that's Sorry, kind I was of gone a for wash. A second. Is that is that you got that or you got rid of that? No, we got that. We lost the quiet old neighbors who were very nosy, and now we just have a couple who scream at each other all day and then Ooh. blast EDM music all night. Ooh. So that's fun. Don't love um, it? Not, not a fan? A, not, not a fan of that. Mm. Um, I don't mind it so much. Heather really isn't a fan of the constant thumping of the uh, electronic music. I, I, here's a question. How come no one who likes EDM like cares that it's also like 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 erectile dysfunction? You know? Because of the M. No, it's erectile dysfunction music. Oh, that yeah. I guess if you say music after it, it's erectile dysfunction. Um, I don't know. Yeah, I think you, you should go. I think you should go to an EDM festival and yeah. like ask someone to take off their um, sunglasses and just tell them this, okay. and then see how they respond. I think they know. I don't need to be the look. Here's the thing. I think they know. And if they don't know, I don't want to be the person to have that conversation with. Oh, them. okay. But, but I mean, that's the way you learn how they feel about it as you ask them. But I, I understand you don't want to break the news to somebody. Yeah, right. Isn't that sad? Yeah. Be like, yeah. look, I'm sorry, but your music is causing penis problems for everyone. <laughs> yeah. Look, next gathering of the Juggalos. <laughs> Let's go to the EDM tent with a clipboard and a. Quest, I, I'm uh, conducting glasses. research research for personal curiosity. Have you noticed that the letters are similar to that of erectile dysfunction? Yeah, I know. As a listener, how is your junk? I think that's. that's I don't want to be the person having the conversation. But I don't I want you to be that person somehow? either. I don't think that has to happen. You need to do that. Um, Look, I'm not going to promise you all do the research, but if you want to just send me a bunch of money, I'll send you some results. They may not be real, but well, yeah. Fortunately, it's just for curiosity, yeah. so it doesn't have to be scientifically rigorous. Yeah, well, yeah. actually, if you if you just said they may not be real, they might be real. Then That's true. I'll take that chance. Yeah. Exactly. I do the type of science that uh, like cigarette companies do. You know, <laughs> I will. What results do you want? Yeah, give me money and tell me exactly what you want this to say at the end of the day, and I will make that happen. Um, all right, all right. I will. I will. Uh, can you say that it causes like eight percent problems? Wait, okay, absolutely. Wait, quick question, just to clarify: Does that mean it is? Eight percent not erect, or eight percent of penises are not erect at all. It's whatever you want. It is eight percent different. So it's eight percent, a hundred percent dysfunction, or it could be a hundred percent, eight percent dysfunction. Which would you prefer? I, 
I think it's better if, like, across the board, they're all a little worse than a few people have to give it up entirely. What if for 100% of the people... No, wait. 1% of the people, it just is shaped like a number eight. <laughs> That's so bad. This is the worst number know. shape Maybe you could possibly be. I, <laughs> I would take any person. other single digit number than than eight. <laughs> eight, really? it ends up pointing back at you. Wait, hold on a second. Do you, would you rather it be like a three? That seems very problematic. No, three is manageable. You just have to like maneuver a lot back and forth. But eight, I don't know if your picture. How about a zero? Eight is like eating a whole pretzel sideways in one go. All right, Anthony, you want to weigh in? What shape would you? What digit shape would you rather this EDM thing causes? Uh, I I really like the idea of a nine standing on its end, <laughs> just because I like the idea of like any time you use it, you kind of just get it all over yourself. You know, I it's don't like, like a, that. I do like if the nine is more like, uh, or I guess a six, I would enjoy better, where it's like a pigtail, where it just like does one loop on the way out. Yeah, well, I mean, my issue is with the eight, is like, where does it begin and where does it end? Like, what part is connected to I mean, that's more of a philosophical question, Anthony. Yeah. I I don't understand how the eight would work. Like, what is, is it sideways? It's only an eight when you're on your back. When you stand up, it's infinity. There's, um, I mean, and this is really... Absolutely the problem with moving, right, yeah. guys? Yeah. This- we can all agree this is the best part of this show so far. Yeah. Um, I- we And we definitely we set out to do exactly the thing that we wanted to do, which yeah. was talk about the experience that you had. So the last, I, I guess LA. my, man, so much stuff about my new place, uh, Fox. Um, well, everyone talks about how expensive LA is, and it has actually been, well, there, there's a lot of like hidden expenses, but overall, like our rent is not, nearly as big of a jump as we'd expected um partially because we were overpaying in portland so that's my hack too is if you overpay in your old place your new place will seem so affordable um we're basically paying like maybe 150 bucks a month more and we are getting a significantly bigger nicer place and so it's like a very reasonable upgrade we have a balcony it is so tiny it's a but it's it's there uh and i can sit out on my balcony and write and it's just the loveliest we have a TV for the first time in my life, um, so Anthony won't have to yell at me every episode about how I'm watching movies on a small computer monitor. Now I get to watch them embiggened onto a television, um, which is very exciting. Um, uh, this is like not great content, but just a fun uh, thing. Uh, is um, Do you guys know what LED tape is? I know what LEDs and I know what tape are. Great, but yeah. I don't so know it's what it, so imagine them together. Them. So there's this thing that you can get now, super cheap. That's LED tape, which is like strips of LEDs with an ex- a he- adhesive background, and they you can string a ton of them together. Um, you get a little um, patching cable to just like make breaks in them. Anyway, so I was not pleased with how much light was on our like counter space in the kitchen. We have a much bigger kitchen now, but you like the lights are all behind you, pointing at you. So it's like your shadow covers your cooking or your dishwashing yeah. or whatever. And so my sister, who's a lighting person, um, suggested LED tape. And so I just taped it to the bottom of the cabinets and connected it to a Google Home. And so now I can like just have this beautiful illuminated counter space uh, by uh, voice activation. And it's so cool. So um, anyways, I just have like a bunch of really nice improvements. So like just overall, it's been really worth it. I, if you don't move for 12 years, the new place will probably be way better. 
That's my other. That's thought. kind of like yeah, not upgrading your phone for like you know yeah. five years or like uh, you know a new car for fifteen. Like just the the jumps are pretty solid. Yeah, right. The last TV that I lived with was in college, and it was a, a tube. You know, like we this is like the TV. Like we skipped a lot of the awkward stages of smart TVs too. So it's just like our TV is like built in Roku, um, and it just does everything really easily. So we just skipped all the difficult. Uh, all the super hard parts about figuring out what TV service and streaming thing you're going to use, and um, so yeah, it uh, we just yeah skip stuff for a while. It really is very satisfying upgrades. Yeah, you just uh, you know all of a sudden you're in the future. Yeah. Anyway, so I'm just so I guess the the main message of all this, uh, if we two takeaways from the show uh today, I would say one is um that uh you since you guys have been hearing us talk about LA and my move, I just was like we're we're here, we're very happy, we did not wreck anything with the u-haul like we made it uh, safely and I'm, I'm really stoked to be here and i'm excited to keep talking about um, movies um, from this new location and the other thing is that a figure eight penis would be really awkward those are your two takeaways yeah yeah so i guess good job us yeah i yeah. know <laughs> what about like one of those old-fashioned sevens with a line through the middle you know what i mean <laughs> Wait, is that a separately functioning peen, or do you just have I don't know I, I on either side? I kind of like the idea of having handles on it that you can kind of move it around with, you know. <laughs> Anyway, uh, sorry, Mom. Uh, <laughs> that is it for our show, everybody. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, we'll be back again next week. Next week, we're going to talk about, um, I think, Mulholland Drive. Right, Anthony? Hell yes. I'm so excited. We were going to talk about it this week, but it's so long, and I was so busy that I didn't have a chance to watch all three hours of it. But I think we're going to try it next week. So, um, yeah, we're going to talk about Mulholland Drive. It's going to be great. Um, and then, it's going to be fun. And then in the new year... New Year, New Us. We have a whole new season and a new, uh, a new. I guess we're doing a new mini series starting next year, and we're gonna call it a new season, and it's oh. gonna be really interesting. Do you know? Do we know what it is? Yeah. Do you want me to talk about it? I'm curious. Yeah. I mean, since it does seem like you should, we should have talked about this more in person. But I, I, I sometimes I just make decisions. Um, well, I guess I'll say this: Are you set on your mind? Like, is there any way to convince you not not do this thing? Oh yeah, of course. You could say like, oh, I hate that idea. You know what? Let's do it live. Let's figure it out. What is it? So it's evolved out of a couple of episodes previously. So one of the things about our show is that Anthony knows a lot about movies and I know nothing about movies. Um, mm -hmm. And it's always awkward when I talk to people about it. And they're like, oh, you've done a, show, uh, a podcast about movies for 10 years. Clearly, you know something about movies. And the answer is no. Um, and so especially when we had um, uh, our friend Hunter on a couple weeks ago, he knows a ton about movies. And so what I was thinking we're gonna, we would start doing um, in the New Year's, we're going to do for season three of Read and Weep. It's going to be called uh, Anthony's Slightly Condescending Film School. And so we'll have Anthony and other actual knowledgeable people on to actually explain some stuff about movies. So we're going to go watch some um, big holes in my knowledge uh, and, and, and can be yours as well as. And um, Have you seen holes? <laughs> I have not seen holes. Oh, my God. That's the first one. <laughs> Um, yeah, we could definitely do that, for instance. I don't know if that's an important cinematic moment. Anthony Holes, how important is that? It's I, one of the best of Shia the Beef's movies. Yeah. <laughs> I've never actually seen it, but I've always heard good things, so I'd be down to give it a shot. All right. I'd say one of the most important uses of peaches in a plot point as well. Well, what about James and the Giant Peach? What about Call Me By Your Name? Call Me By Your Name next, yeah. 
Wait, was their name Peaches? No, uh, he uh, fucks a peach. Anyway, um, it's beautiful, hmm. um, kind of. Um, but uh, anyway, so yes, yeah, so we're gonna we're gonna get a, we're gonna talk a little bit more seriously about film coming up, but in a way uh, that still has an idiot on board. So if you know a lot about film, hopefully you'll be satisfied. And if you don't, you can come along on the journey with me as um, some of my friends teach me about film. Ez, can we do this? I mean, I like the. You know what? As long as there's space for two idiots on board, I'm down. <laughs> well, I've always thought you always seem like you knew more than me about things. Um, and then, uh, so you're like kind of a mid middle grade idiot. You're like, oh, I'll if, take if that. you were like, if you were renting an idiot, they'd be like, look, six more dollars, you can get Ezra. <laughs> I'm, I'm the upsell. Yeah, you're you're a small upsell. Look, six bucks a day, you get Ezra instead of Alex. <laughs> I mean, like, and come on, are you actually gonna be satisfied with an Alex level idiot? Um, yeah. So yeah, Wait, there's one so to two idiots, on and then somebody who knows something. Wouldn't wouldn't you be the upsell then? Like, oh. aren't you the Interesting. You know what I'm saying? I guess if you were, I was saying if you're renting more? people's brains, you'd be an upsell. But if you were renting idiots, you'd be like, look, Ez, look, Ez is fine. You'll be satisfied. He still knows. But if you want though, a real idiot, yeah, if you want someone who does not uh, know who Shia LaBeef is, um, <laughs> let's let's bring in this Alex. Like, you can see it over there. It's like shiny. Uh, he's real dumb. Um, yeah, I guess we could. Depending on how you look at it, we're both upsells, Ez. You know what? I I. I like that as much as a, a figure eight penis. So if you, and if you have major questions that you want to learn about in our in our slightly condescending film school, uh, you can send us an email podcast at readdashweb.com. I'd love to hear um, what where, where you want these this idiot and a half to go on this journey uh, with us. So that'll be all season three. But first, we have a couple more LA movies to, as part of my arrival and to help me learn how to handle the city. So all of that and more coming up on Read and Weep. As one more thing, you, you I just well, I'd love to cover I guess in some of like the film school stuff is like. Like covering stuff that like you should you feel like you already should have seen or watched or have an opinion about just stuff that you maybe missed. Yeah, oh yeah, for on. sure. That's a that's definitely going to be a part of it. Like I mean, actually, for one of those for me, I think I, I don't know if we should do it for the show actually ever. But Schindler's List is one of those cultural gaps for me. Actually. You've never seen Schindler's List? Oh, interesting. No, I've talked to other people about this. If, if you have not seen Schindler's actually, List, I I don't know when you suggest watching it. Like there's it, that's the problem. Yeah. It's, it's kind of a never. Yeah, there's no point where they like you get it with, you're, with your friends. There's like six of you. And you're like, hey, you want to see a movie tonight? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I was thinking about renting yeah. Schindler's List. That's how um, I first saw it. It's just a bunch of people uh, had never seen it. Yeah, uh, it was a bunch of comedians. We were all sitting around talking one day about how none of us had somehow never seen Schindler's List, so we decided to get together and all watch it together. Uh, it was me and a bunch of our friends, and it was a very powerful movie night, so I I can't suggest that way enough, uh, as long as it's like, you know, it was like, it's the f- only time I've ever watched a movie with a bunch of comedians that there wasn't obnoxious riffing the whole time. Oh, interesting. Uh, so it was just sat quiet for two and a half hours while we all watched that movie and bawled. It was pretty I great. I don't know if, yeah, I mean, as I'm like... I like the idea of us providing that service to you, since there's no other time we're going to have the that, that where it's going to be like an easy space for that. But if we if it was an assignment, you could definitely do it. On the other hand, could we just talk about something else the whole episode? Uh, I don't know. I so I'll, 
TBD on this. I definitely want to do like a let's 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 the things I feel like I should have gotten at some point already and just haven't been able yeah, no, to. Yeah, no, I love. I want to cover the, that the, the gaps but, in knowledge. Maybe there's an episode yeah. where because I've because Anthony and I have now both seen Schindler's List. What if we each caught up on one sad thing, and then we had three different sad things to talk about? Would that be better or worse? Yeah. I don't know. We just talk about sadness for a time. Yeah, yeah. we could have an episode on Is sadness. That, uh, you ever seen Dear Zachary, Alex? No. Oh, we'll make you watch that. I was that gonna, is a fucking... I don't know what that is. I was going to suggest... Um, are, are you talking perhaps about the letters on the wall to the place, pizza place I go to, Zachary's? No. There are a bunch of those. <laughs> Dear Zachary is a Canadian documentary that came out like six, seven years ago. Um, don't look anything up because it's very much like a, the surprises of what makes it so devastating. Mm. Um... But it's one of the most devastating films I've ever seen in my entire life. Okay. We could do that. I was going to say uh, Life is seen Beautiful. Brave of the Fireflies. I haven't seen Life is Beautiful no. yet. No, Brave and the Fireflies, no. Oh, I haven't seen Unforgiven. That was one of the ones I wanted to see. Unforgiven? The Clint Eastwood one? Yeah, so there's a lot of like yeah. things that were good, but I was too young when they came out. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, un- sort of like 90s, uh, like intense 90s movies. Interesting. I never saw uh, those. Unforgiven is a masterpiece from a very bad person named Clint Eastwood. <laughs> it's very, very good. Uh, I'm on the fence good. about that then. I do like westerns, but I do not like Clint Eastwood, and I don't know if that's worth it. Uh, Unforgiven's phenomenal. Yeah. It's it's an apology for his westerns he made as a young man. It's incredible. Okay, it's, but uh, if we still, like, but, but we don't have to watch things from people who are bad. No, that's true. No, sounds like Maya's back. No, that was, that was that was like that was, was a like cat? one of my cats. Oh, oh okay. Came by, <laughs> Sorry. And just screamed and then bounced out. Uh, okay. Anyway, <laughs> all of this and more is coming up in season three, which will start in the new in the new uh, decade. But first, we're gonna watch a little bit more of it. Maybe one more LA movie, maybe two, depending on how the holidays work. But thank you so much for joining us uh, at home. Thanks for being here, Ez. Great to talk to you again. Yeah. And Anthony, Glad thanks for here. sharing all this personal. Uh, this is a, get a little peek into our lives episode, which I enjoyed very much. This is a lot of fun. Yeah, uh, it's a great way to kill. I got now four hours to the season finale of Watchmen, so <laughs> I'm fucking psyched about that. Glad to have helped I'm just get killing. you through this difficult time. Yeah, I am. I want it to be six o'clock so goddamn bad. Oh, right man. Now. I'm dying. All right, well, you'll make Mine's it. Mine's literally dragging me away from the microphone, so I got to go. All right, bye, everybody. We'll talk to you next week. Bye.